Welcome to Evolutions of Astrology. This is Dina DiCastro. On this episode, I talk with Dr. Daniel Cornelius about the connection between retrograde periods and feminine energy. Welcome, and I'm really glad to be back at the podcast and to present this discussion that I had with Dr. Danielle Cornelius. We uh, we really came to this organically through a discussion that she and I had after one of my sessions with her, and she's been my chiropractor for a few years, and she's a wonderful healer and also has a lot of uh, wisdom that I found in in her understanding of the feminine, and in fact, she focuses upon women's health. Uh, but we began talking one day about this idea of the retrogrades as connected to the feminine way of approaching life. And I just thought this was a really interesting way to reframe the way that we look at and experience retrogrades. So just a little bit more about Danielle. Dr. Danielle Cornelius is a trained chiropractic physician specializing in women's health with extensive education rooted in science and evidence-based medicine. She believes mind-body medicine is the medicine of the future, and she's endlessly fascinated by the way the physical and more subtle energetic bodies interact. She's had the wonderful opportunity to train with incredible mentors like Tammy Kent, women's health pioneer and founder of Holistic Pelvic Care, and Javi Brooks, the world's number two expert in Shibanata. She's found healing and freedom through both of these practices, and she's deeply proud to teach Shibanata and the Wild Feminine Principles. Her work draws from a variety of sources, blending the latest brain science research with ancient principles and philosophy. Her undergraduate studies in human communication and near decade of experience in information technology and design adds depth and flavor to her work. So I hope you enjoy my conversation with Dr. Danielle. Well, welcome, Danielle. Thank you for being with me on the podcast. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. And it's really fun to see you in this context. Um, <laughs> you are my chiropractor. <laughs> yes. And uh, we've I've been seeing you for a couple of years now, actually. Yeah. And you recently um, underwent a course with Tammy Kent. And mm -hmm. you're doing, tell me a little bit about your work with Tammy Kent, the Wild Feminine. Um, the work is holistic pelvic care. So it's focused on the female pelvis and the muscles of the pelvic floor. And there's also an energy work component, which is bringing women back to the power, spirit, and joy in their own bodies. Great. And uh, it's awesome work. Mm -hmm. And um, I, you know, how we link this up with astrology mm -hmm. <laughs> was one day we were having one of our conversations post uh, session that we did, and um, we started talking about retrogrades. Mm -hmm. And you presented the idea that maybe retrograde periods are an opportunity for us to connect more deeply with the feminine way of doing and experiencing life. Mm -hmm. So um, tell me a little bit more about that and how how that idea uh, kind of arose for you. Um, my work with Tammy Kent taught me a lot about, in her work, she talks about ovarian energy and inside of women and men too, which you don't have ovarian energy, but um, 
we each have a masculine and feminine side and in Tammy Kent's work, our left side's the masculine or the feminine and the right side is the masculine. And we primarily live in a really masculine world. And so with this work I'm doing with Tammy, I'm learning a lot about feminine ways of being. And a lot of the feminine ways of being is, um, is pulling back and looking at things from a new angle and maybe a little bit of the darkness and masculine energy is really projective and moving forward and just keeping going, going, going. And feminine is a little more receptive and mm-hmm. looking backwards. And it just occurred to me that retrograde periods, at least in my life, when I use them consciously, are always times when I learn so much by stopping and looking backwards and seeing where I've maybe taken some missteps while I was projecting and going forward so quickly. And then it just dawned on me that it's Mercury retrogrades especially are so cyclical. They happen to us so regularly throughout the year that it seems like a really natural period for us to go back and revisit and look at really look at things from a different perspective versus just pushing through. And so in that way, when snafus happen, mm-hmm. it's just kind of forcing us to stop and look and give us that opportunity. And when I use it in that conscious way, things have a tendency of working out much more smoothly for me. Yeah. I mean, I, I and you're a student of astrology as well. So you have that language to bring to this. Mm-hmm. And um, so that's, I really appreciated that perspective from you that bringing together your work with the wild feminine and that body of, of knowledge, and then connecting that to astrology. Mm-hmm. It's, um, it's really a fascinating insight that I hadn't thought of before. And, you know, I think uh, this came up for us because we're in the middle of all these retrograde periods just to kind of lay it out. Well, today is March 26th and we're, we're about in the middle of a current Mercury retrograde, which will end on April 4th, uh, started on March 12th. We're also in the middle of a Mars retrograde, which started in January on the 23rd and goes uh, through April 14th when it stations direct. So we're in this overlap of two uh, retrogrades of Mercury and Mars which don't happen that often at the same time. Mars only goes retrograde every couple of years. Mercury retrogrades happen three times a year, but for them to both be happening at the same time is a rarer occurrence. And then even after those two get done, then we go into (laughs) Venus retrograde, which is even more rare of an occurrence, you know, for the Mars and then the Venus to be happening quite close together. Uh, Venus retrograde goes from May 15th through June 27th in Gemini. So, and by the way, the signs of the Mars, uh, a Mars retrograde is in Virgo and Mercury retrograde is Aries Pisces. So it's happening kind of across those two signs. Um, so what are some things that you've seen in your own life, uh, in this overlapping Mercury retrograde, Mars retrograde period we've been in since, uh, since the beginning of March. Mm-hmm. It's been kind of crazy this last few weeks. And I have had one thing after another, whether it's technology issues or business issues. Um, I've just had, I've had so many things just coming down the pike that have just like, I've had whole days where it just seems like it washes out all this work I've done over months prior to that. Um, but what I've found is every time I feel like I've gotten knocked off the horse, I always see like where I was either not listening to my intuition before or like I had signs where maybe I knew this was coming or maybe I along the the area of life where it's happening, I maybe had some intuitions beforehand that I wasn't mm-hmm. really heeding. And so in this Mercury retrograde period, it's come to a head. So I've had to like really 
actually listen to my intuition instead mm-hmm. of just pushing it aside. Um, what else? It's just been one thing after another. It's mm-hmm. been crazy, but it's all been good. It's like um, when I'm, like I said earlier, when I'm consciously using it and I see that there's this moment where I feel like everything's falling apart or I'm having to go backwards, but it's really clearing out a lot of things that I, I sh- maybe shouldn't have had or I'm kind of done with. So we just took a pause there and we're laughing because uh, my neighbor decided to start doing very loud um, yard work, <laughs> right, as we're having this interview. And that's just kind of typical of the uh, the retrogrades going on. So I'm hoping that that noise isn't bleeding through too bad, but we're just going to forge ahead yeah. because I feel like, you know, it's really important to just... It, play with this Mercury retrograde for what it is and not pretend like I'm not doing a podcast at my house and that I don't have neighbors so (laughs) that I don't have control over when they decide to do yard work it's like the one of the rare sunny days here in Portland so that's why it's happening we can't be too mad at everyone wanting to be outside no I guess we can't you know I guess we can't So as you were saying before, (laughs) so rudely interrupted, um, I just want to validate too that I've been having the kinds of experiences where things that seem to be setbacks initially Mm -hmm. um, or things that seem to be going a direction I don't want them to go, you know, during this overlapping retrograde period end up to be an advantageous um, kind of setback. And when I look back on these things, I'm like, oh, I can see why that happened. It actually sent me in a better direction mm-hmm. or I learned something. Mm-hmm. Um, even if it was a difficult situation, I learned something that's going to keep me from having a worse accident later. You know, I think there's a saying, uh, a stumble prevents a fall. Yes. So I feel like there's been a lot of those kinds of stumbles, mm-hmm. you know, during this retrograde period where I'm like, oh, this is actually preventing me from a, uh, if I were to just go full bore in that direction, I'd end up in a worse place later. Yeah. And that's like the masculine type of energy, which is a powerful energy to be able to forge forward and use that kind of energy when you need it. But um, it's also useful to go back and relook at what you've done and where you're going and when you can use it consciously like that and see, oh, I'm in a retrograde period. So it makes sense that something might come up for me now that's that has me revisiting the direction that I'm going. And if you don't, who knows what might happen later if you don't heed that as, as the warning that it is. Yeah. Yeah, it's really true. So how, you know, I wonder how that is related to, I want to say both the trickster mm-hmm. archetype and the feminine, both together kind of overlapping. Overlapping? That's a new, <laughs> a new Mercury retrograde There's word. There's the trickster coming right out. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Um, yeah, it, it feels to me like the feminine way you know, of knowledge is through experience and feeling Mm -hmm. and things that bring in uh, strong emotional reactions really imprint on us better than the headway of knowing things sometimes. Yes. And it's not always like the pleasant feeling. I think uh, when we think of women's intuition, we might think of, ooh, I just have this happy voice inside of me that just (laughs) tells me what to do. And and that's not really what happens. Sometimes the emotion is like anger or something huge or like a really deep... um, even depression or things like that, like really deep, strong, strong emotions will tell you a lot if you unpack them. Yeah. Like what's going on. And that's really the feminine way of knowing. And it's annoying without knowing. Exactly. So, I mean, I guess that kind of of leads us to uh, what planets are retrograding, what the different planets might 
mean in mm-hmm. terms of their retrogrades. And so this Mars retrograde, uh, for me, it's particularly been about strong feelings, strong emotional reactions, um, anger, resentment, um, having that come back at me from certain people mm-hmm. in my life. And so uh, it's all been taking place in my fourth house of home and family. I've definitely had family stuff coming up over the past few weeks. Um, what's your been, what's been your experience of that? I don't even know which house Mars is retrograding in. I think me. it's in your fifth. Oh uh, yes. My creativity. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's been coming up a lot. And you're a Virgo. <laughs> and I'm a Virgo. Mm-hmm. So yes, I've had a lot of things that have been about work and not working, not overworking. Yeah. Like every time I overwork or, or try to do a big, huge project by myself, it, it's been completely falling apart. And when I do work on the other hand, that's, really what I know that I should be doing right now, which is more internal work and writing is what I'm really wanting to do, which is the creativity that I'm wanting to express. And when I don't do that, things start falling apart. But when I do it, yeah, things don't usually fall apart. And that's what I've noticed a lot in the patterns of this last few weeks, especially. It's It's been really loud whether I'm doing mm-hmm. the right thing or not. It's just been really obvious and loud. And I, I think maybe that's the Mars, you know, mm-hmm. it's not it's not subtle. No. You know, <laughs> even though it's in Virgo, it's, it's not a subtle... Um, energy, you no. know, of this Mars retrograde, really blatant things happening. Blatant things. And it is about the details. Yeah. <laughs> it's about oh, the definitely. little details. Yeah. 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 And I also think of that theme of with Virgo and Mars being retrograde in Virgo is like the, the use of your energy in service of the wrong things really gets you into trouble. Yes. <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. I put it all together in a sentence. <laughs> yeah. That would sum it up. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that that's true for all of us, you know, um, with the collective energy of that Mars retrograde in Virgo, but also for people who have planets in Virgo, it's going to be louder probably. Mm -hmm. And uh, depending on what house that's going through in your chart, you know, where that's activating and it can be even more pronounced. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's huge. And then you add Mercury uh, to the mix and Mercury started its retrograde in Aries, which is Mars's sign. So yeah. the two were in what we call mutual reception um, until Mercury just went all the way back into Pisces at the end of last week. Um, and that uh, mutual reception kind of strengthens the, the, you know, the synergy, the way these two planets are both um, supporting each other's retrograde mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, themes. So Mercury and Aries retrograding you know, I think of angry words and things, you know, the lashing out, the things that come to the surface verbally, um, saying things you wish you hadn't, you know, those kinds of things yeah. for people coming up. And yet it clears the air, you know, it gets things yeah. out that might not otherwise have the chance to be said. Yeah. Sometimes um, imperfect words are still better than no words at all. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's very, very well put. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, more often than not, most of us will err on the side of non-confrontation. Yeah. You know, and it's um, we're in a, a culture that that is geared to be polite at all costs and avoid conflict at all costs. You know, let's not upset the apple cart. Yeah. Um, especially in relationships. And so this uh, retrograde between these two that have been going on, for me, I've seen it as um, saying some things that, I've been wanting to say it for a while to certain people. Yeah. And, um, you know, 
being very aware that, okay, I need to come forward and say, um, even in a positive way, things that I've been wanting to say, like, oh, I really value your friendship or gosh, I'm really glad we're friends or, you know, really voicing things that mm-hmm. I might just kind of not otherwise be bold enough to say, I guess. Yeah, that makes sense. I've been feeling some of that same things. And I hadn't really thought about the positive side of it, but that's been true for me too. Wanting to just having that urge to communicate, like almost um, like an urgency feeling around it. Like I need to communicate my truth, whether mm-hmm. it's that good or bad. And I've noticed a lot of energy around like just having to speak my truth and like almost feeling like I'm being pushed from the outside, even mm-hmm. though it's uncomfortable for me. But there's something almost external. It feels like pushing me to say the things that I need to say to the people I need to say it to. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's really true. And, you know, another thing about the feminine approach, um, I would say that it's it's not based in the linear rational intellectual it's based in the intuitive emotional instinct and that's not to say that you know i know most people out there know this but it's not to say all women are emotional and have Mm -hmm. intuition (laughs) and all men are intellectual and you know just completely in their head that's not what i'm saying but we all have both of these within us both of these forces and um that approach i think that is more available through the retrograde as you brought up is the uh, is more detached from needing to be rationally correct or mm-hmm. intellectually dissectable you yeah. know it's more from the core the heart the gut the emotions uh what's what's there what's really raw yep and that's a good point that you make um with it not being about men and women per yep. se it really is energies that we both have within us it's just that the masculine energies inside men and women are more developed in our culture and the mm-hmm feminine, more intuitive, more chaotic, more just kind of knowing, even though it doesn't make sense kind of things is underdeveloped in both men and women and needs to be more developed in our culture now to kind of balance out that, that constant drive and the need to see everything and be able to dissect everything and be able to have it fit into some perfect logical equation. It's just not really how the feminine works. (laughs) Well, no. And I I know I'm just reflecting on um, a conversation I had with somebody where I had not wanted to say these things because I felt it wasn't rational. Mm-hmm. No, it didn't make rational sense, but I, I needed to express it because it's what I was feeling, mm-hmm. even though I quote, shouldn't be feeling that way. Mm-hmm. And I know as a, a lot of times we have those those feelings and we'll tamp down on things that we really should be voicing and saying because it doesn't rationally make sense. Yeah. And we're afraid somebody's going to say, um, well, you know, that's just not logical, you know, right. And it might not be, <laughs> and it might not be, and that doesn't make it any less valid because you're right. feeling it. Exactly. Right? And also sometimes, you know, intuition will give you a really deep, deep knowing about something that maybe it takes a while for your logical mind to figure out mm-hmm. why that's true. Yeah. You know, and usually your intuition, especially when you've, you've practiced it and it's, it's something that you're kind of friends with. Like you'll know even if there's n- that logic isn't there quite yet that there's some logic that you're, you know, that's it's just using two different parts of yourself. You're using your intuition for one purpose, but you can use your logic to figure out why your intuition was giving you that clue. Yeah, that's a, that's a really good way to put it. So, you know, with this idea that uh, the feminine is is an energy that becomes maybe more available to us during a retrograde period as these planets are kind of signaling to us to hold back. 
Um, when do you think about the the Venus retrograde coming up? Venus is really the archetype of of the feminine, mm-hmm. and uh, that happens in May to June. So, what do you think about that and the way that that might play out? Mm-hmm. I'm really interested to see how it plays out in my life because the Mars retrograde with the Mercury has been so loud and big and mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah. Um, but I, and it's a Venus retrograde too. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I wonder if it's about going even deeper into our psyches as women, especially um, to look for. And what is it retro? What's the sign it's retrograding in, in Gemini? So yep. it's about communication still. Yep. Yep. So I just wonder if maybe our communications are going to be more um, emotional or more ir- even more irrational, <laughs> quote unquote irrational. Right. right. Um, um, and I just think I have this. Maybe I get the sense maybe that it's about just a lot more under the surface and maybe mm-hmm. it's more communicating and what's kind of subconscious perhaps. Mm-hmm. Yeah, going into the the unconscious to bring it to consciousness. Yeah. That is actually part of uh, the Gemini way of um, the kind of the Dharma, you know, mm-hmm. Gemini is, is going into the unconscious and then bringing it to consciousness and just kind of back and forth. Mm-hmm. And so the Venus retrograde, there could definitely be about that. It could be um, about also cleaning up like the messes that we made during this time now. <laughs> yeah, very good. And coming back to, um, okay, so the Mars and the Mercury have given us some really big signals this last month. And yeah. um, maybe during the Venus is when we take that, we go through everything that's kind of been unearthed during that and figure like putting the pieces back together. Yeah. Yeah, I've been saying um, just kind of in general to people in doing readings for them, that this first half of 2012 to me just feels like a time to hang back in general, not to push forward, not to bulldoze through life, you know, like we tend to do Mm -hmm. or not to just randomly try to pick the next thing you want to accomplish, but to really hang back and wait and pause and reflect. Um, and that it feels like the forward momentum then comes in the second half of the year. So I think that all of these things do go together. Like you say that, the insights that we got during the Mercury, uh, this Mercury Mars period that we're in will lead to, um, something connected in the Venus retrograde Mm -hmm. that then we can take advantage of and use as fuel for, you know, the forward momentum of the second half of the year. That makes a lot of sense to me. And it occurs to me too, that it could be that the Mercury and Mars that we're going through now is about what's happening externally and what's when we go through the Venus retrograde, it might be more about what's going on internally also. Yeah. Yeah. And in our partnerships, which are really just a reflection of, you know, what's going on internally. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. They're just a big projection screen, really. Yeah, they are. For the most part. So, yeah. And in that way, they can give you clues too. Like if you can, and that's another power, I think a secret power of the feminine is to pull back some of those projections and see things for what they are. Yeah. And that can be really useful, even though it's a little painful. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's another piece of Gemini too, seeing things, uh, really observing and seeing things uh, for what they are, um, observing mm-hmm. without having to make judgment per se, just kind of gathering all the data, yes. you know, looking at all the pieces and saying, well, what's really going on here? This is information gathering time. Yes. And um, so maybe that's also part of the Venus and Gemini mm-hmm. theme, you know, just if- noticing. Yeah, and if Venus is representing the feminine, it might also be about um, a, an internal body knowing about what it is that you're looking at. Yeah. Instead of needing to use your rational mind, like 
maybe would be more appropriate during the Mars retrograde or Mercury retrograde. Exactly. Exactly. So I think, you know, what we, um, what we talked about when we first discussed this was that really, you know, we, we get such a bad, um, you know, retrograde periods in general get a bad rap and everybody fears the Mercury retrograde and fears these retrogrades. And it's just another kind of, um, way in which the patriarchal Mm -hmm. view of things, you know, Mm -hmm. has cast these bad aspersions on the retrograde periods when in fact they could be deeply meaningful times and nothing happens by accident. If you believe, you know, in astrology and the order of the cosmos, everything has its place and its purpose Mm -hmm. and its season. So retrogrades are there for a reason. Just like the winter. Just like the winter. Exactly. And I know you're a big proponent in, um, uh, you write uh, newsletters and mm-hmm. um, you're very um, focused on women's health in particular mm-hmm. in your practice. Um, and what I've appreciated from you is that attunement, you know, to the seasons and the rhythms and how we do need the downtime. Yeah. We do need to follow, you know, the natural rhythm of mm-hmm. life and pulling in at wintertime, for example. Yes. And maybe a retrograde period is like that as well. Mm-hmm. And maybe the planet that's going retrograde is telling us, well, here's the, the function, you know, yeah. the psychic function that needs to go into kind of a, a winter period or a rest period. Yeah. You know? And review. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, this has been very, very fascinating and enlightening. <laughs> and I'm so glad you joined me and um, that we got to take a different look at retrogrades. Fabulous. Thank you for having me. For more information or to contact Danielle, you can reach her through her website, www.somaphile.com. That's S-O-M-A-P-H-I-L-E.com.